Welcome to the Rhode Island Liberty Report, your source for libertarian commentary on current events in the Ocean State and Southern New England. Coming to you from Rothbard Studios. Welcome back, and here we are with another episode of the Rhode Island Liberty Report. I'm Mike, and here with me, as always, are Bill and Sean. How are you guys doing? It's great to be back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's been a little bit. Yeah, a long time. A little bit of a break, right? It was, yeah. it was a little bit warmer when we uh, recorded <laughs> last night. Yeah, it's snowing right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Get a little cooler out. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, was it was I was th- trying to think about it, it as at least before Thanksgiving I think we took and then of course the holidays come and then it's hard to get back into the swing of things yep. once you've taken a long break but it's sure a lot of things we could have talked about this uh, time a lot of this stuff's happened but, crazy uh, times yeah you know yeah. crazy it, it's funny you probably could listen to the last episode and things have dramatically shifted in such a short amount of times like we waved a magic wand and oh here yeah. we are everything's yeah. better yeah. COVID's gone we're going to war right yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much that you can actually say that the uh, you know the everything that they've been telling you about COVID has been wrong and and the response has been terrible and we've we've been talking about it since the beginning and uh, we I, I think we've been proven right more often than not I can tell you that much so uh, how much was there really to say these last few weeks anyway yeah. so yeah well we know like you know. Taxes are still taxes and still theft. And uh, <laughs> inflation is a whole lot Inflation is a whole yeah. lot higher. Something that's true. That's, that's a good point. That's something we talked about, too, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, it is something we talked about, and now we're, we're, we're seeing the results, right? It was it was theoretical when we were talking about it. Yeah. And, no, 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 no. It's all Putin's fault. Well, it's right. Putin's tax. And, you know, yeah. and that's another thing. Libertarians always talk about war, and everybody kind of rolls their eyes and, oh, what's the big deal? Who are we going to get into a war with? And, you know, here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nothing to do with the trillions of dollars that they printed out of thin air but no. you know it's it's the canadian truckers and supply chain and now it's the war yeah. and yeah yeah it, it's funny I, I saw a tweet the other day from thomas massey and uh, he had a uh, uh, two charts up he's like uh you know the here's the proof right here and one was the uh i think the m2 money supply and then the other one was inflation and then you just see both of them coincidentally skyrocket yeah right? you can overlap them and they're pretty much the same right well, yeah well, yeah. inflation was transitory, then inflation was good, <laughs> yeah. then inflation was because the corporations were greedy, well, yeah. Yeah. and then now inflation is because it's Putin's price hike. So, yeah, yeah all right. So it's just depending on the news cycle, that's depending on, yeah. you know, the reason why our, our dollar is losing tons of value. Yeah. Well, it seems like everything in Rhode Island's getting better. I yeah. feel like that if we had just done all the things we talked about two years ago, like now people are like, hey, if you want to wear a mask, you, you, you can. It's your, it's your choice. It's your choice. <laughs> you you know, know what I like, too, is I like all the people who are saying, well, if my child chooses to wear a mask, I don't want them to be discriminated against or yelled at for their choice to wear a mask. And it's like, <laughs> who's oh, going to do wait, that? Well, what the hell were you doing the last two years yeah. with all the people who were choosing not to wear a mask? Right. The same exact thing. Well, wasn't it? Uh, well, well, we're going to talk about this later in, in, an, in another segment here. But what was uh, Alorza? Remember early on, Alorza was telling people to sh- publicly shame other people yeah, on the street yeah. if they're not wearing a mask. Like, yeah. you know, that's some crazy. Like, that really happened. That wasn't just some well, kind of. Th- there needs to be apologies. Like, they need some some contrite people who are out there just hat in hand saying, like, you know, we screwed up. Like, yeah. please don't, like, send us to jail, let alone, like, reelect us. Jeez. Right. Yeah. If we didn't have to pay for them to be put into a cage in jail, you know, I'd. I'd support sending them. Unfortunately, they can burn up tax dollars. You know, I'd rather my tax dollars go towards that than like drone strikes. (laughs) No, that's a good point. And another thing we was a recurring theme on our, our, our podcast was about state budgeting and, and government budgeting. And when you screw up, you just get more money. 
So yeah. all these departments that have been screwing up the last two years, they're just going to get more money with all this uh, additional funding we're getting. And, and you know, we're going to invest this this CARES Act money and this money that we're getting yeah. so that we can have continuous revenue sources uh, in perpetuity, uh, according to the Speaker of the House. So, yeah. well, you know, a lot's changed since our last episode. I wonder if anything surrounding the state debt or spending has changed. Let me check it out. Oh, yeah, let's hear. Oh, wow. You know, that's a trend that has continued. Um, <laughs> it, it seems that the debt has grown. We're sitting at 12, over 12.5 billion in debt. That's Putin's fault. Yeah, of course. Our uh, in-state revenue was 11.7 billion. But here's here's the problem. And this is where, like, I always go back to the RICAST scores. And this is the root of the problem because we're, we're spending 14.5 billion or the state's generating 11.7 billion. Let's do the math here. So I don't it's know. It's that new, it's that new math. It's a new oh, fuzzy math. Common yeah, core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of numbers, have you guys gotten gas lately? <laughs> Wait, uh, I, no, I haven't. I haven't filled up. I, why, is there something going on with the gas uh, It must be getting too expensive to drive. Uh, oh, all right. We, yeah. did have, we did have beans for dinner, so I, maybe a little bit later. But you got, no, I'm sorry. I like it. Because so, that my gas tank. <laughs> so uh, I, I read an article, and gas prices in Rhode Island are the highest that they've ever been. Mm, and, uh, you know, again, it's probably Putin's fault, like Billy said. It, we didn't have anything leading up to any of this, especially over um, the pandemic or the inflation that we've been seeing. and uh, But, guys, we have a plan. Actually, the General Assembly has a plan. Uh, just as, you know, the brave General Assembly, they actually just recently voted to extend outdoor dining um, to, to boost uh, the, the local economy, keep the restaurants going. In March, it's snowing out right now. Yeah. You know, and, that's, but saved, that's saving a lot of restaurants. Here, here's the thing that they really did, and a little off topic, but they uh, permanently allowed those takeout margaritas now oh, oh nice yeah. the yeah. regulation that was you know one of billy's biggest pet peeves right <laughs> is yeah. regulations that were put in place to protect the most vulnerable rhode islanders yes. protecting us from something from these takeout uh alcoholic it's, beverages there's got to be a reason why you made it illegal like i mean yeah. it has to be like yeah, it's a legit reason now they've got a new piece of legislation that i saw um those brave souls and i thought this one was interesting to talk about uh, for a couple of reasons so talking about gases and uh there's some noise now that some folks are actually looking to eliminate the gas tax here in rhode island now listen i'm a libertarian i'm all about getting rid of taxes but i think we need to dive a couple levels into this because i don't i don't think it sounds really good on paper but i think uh, it's rhode island Wait, there's so something on. there's something hidden in the <laughs> now eliminate the gas tax now when they say eliminate the gas tax that doesn't mean just like you well know, like part of that is federal taxes too right i mm. mean it's not just rhode island yeah so yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit about you know the, the current taxes on gas. There are so many other associated things with driving a vehicle or anything, but we'll just focus on this one little thing of the gas tax right now. You know, libertarians, we believe that all taxes are theft. Exactly. Um, but there's, there's got to be a catch here. So I was, I was reading some articles and, uh, you know, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz of Boroughville um, put in with a, in a lot of GOP support here in the state that they wanted to eliminate the state's 34 cent gas tax for the rest of the year. Uh, via a moratorium on the current tax that they levy. And uh, there's a little bit of back and forth there. Governor McKee says that he's actually open to it. He's thinking, okay, that sounds good. But he's like, uh, if you eliminate it, you got to find me $120 million. All right, so there's a little bit of back and forth. And, you know, they're saying, well, hey, 
the state had a surplus of $618 million this year, and we have another $2.5 billion coming in from the federal government to cover the cost of renovating and updating the roads and bridges, which a lot of the funds from the gas tax are supposed to go to the DOT, right? Mm -hmm. And a couple other places. So those are your tax dollars, and they're coming back to you. So that it should even out here. And uh, there's been a lot of pressure from a lot, actually, a lot of Democrats that, you know, the GOP is definitely on board with this because it's just it's just a quick little feel good thing because they don't want to actually repeal it, right? They just want us uh, during the next election cycle say, well, we push to go ahead and get rid of the tax until December, right? <laughs> so it's one of those things. But even like uh, Secretary of State Gorbea, right? She actually came out and she said, oh, we need to suspend this until the conflict in Ukraine is over and the prices return to the pre-invasion prices See, wait, hold for on gas. Second. Now, they've been telling me that there's an 80% support of paying higher gas prices to support the war in Ukraine. That's what the uh, the people have been telling me. So why why should we be eliminating the gas tax? Aren't people <laughs> willing to pay this higher amount to support yeah. the war in Ukraine and to, to take our medicine? I mean, that's what everybody's been telling me. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I must be in the 20%. I, I, I assumed I was in the 20%, but the, the, everybody's been telling me that 80% of the people want the higher gas taxes. You know, I yeah. thought the cost of freedom was like all the taxes that we're paying funding the military right. and all That's that. That's what it is. And then yeah. here we are paying. Do your duty. More. Isn't Biden said, do your patriotic duty to, yeah. you know. It's a small sacrifice. Put, put, put some skin in the game. Well, it's like uh, Pete Buttigieg telling everybody to go drive a Tesla. You know, it's like, <laughs> go let it. Hey, the roads are still racist. Hey, well, go let him eat now cake. Now they're classes if you can only drive a Tesla on them. Jesus. <laughs> Marie Antoinette over there. Go let him eat cake. Go drive a Tesla, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so some other politicians have weighed in. You know, uh, Seth Magaziner, current treasurer, he's also uh, running for office. He also called for temporarily suspending the federal debt gas tax, but he had a different plan, too. Well, he, it's, just on a side note, it's, it's a lot of gas to drive from the first district to the second district, so that's why he wants to <laughs> right. repeal it. So. <laughs> uh, so he wanted to temporarily suspend the gas, so not even get rid of that tax, but he wanted to temporary, temporarily uh, suppress it and then replace it with a 15% minimum tax on corporations to offset the, oh, the revenue. Of course. So it's one of those things where in Rhode Island, there's never a temporary measure or a temporary government program or a temporary and, cut or this And or that. guess who pays the taxes when you raise it on the corporations? Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting it, take it from one hand and put it, you know. Well, again, you know, the tax prices or the gas prices being so high, it, it's Putin. And then the other people, it's... It's those greedy corporations. Yeah. So yeah. Putin and the corporations together are the reason why we're paying so hard. It's yeah. greedy oil companies. Yeah. They're, they're the ones. They weren't, they, they weren't greedy before. Now they're greedy, and they're taking all of our money. <laughs> so, so the interesting contrast here is, right, so the left in Rhode Island is for it. The right in Rhode Island is for it. So you know if they're both for it, there's got to be something wrong here. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's not the fact that. Um, you know, again, libertarians, we're all about getting rid of taxes, but this reminds me a lot of like the Bush era tax cuts where we're going to cut something there, but we're going to continue to spend and, yep. even, even more. Right. Yep. And that's what this is. And with McKee saying, Hey, find me 120 million and, and that I haven't allocated for something else and, and you're good to go. Right. It's, it's just one of those things that's going to get us in trouble. You, you know what else is, is happening? Uh, election season's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that why COVID disappeared? Yeah. That. <laughs> They're still they're still handing out the vaccine bonuses too. I mean, yeah. yeah so even though COVID disappeared, <laughs> vaccine bonuses, retention bonuses. Yeah. For, well, they're retention bonuses. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, polling wasn't going so well with the uh, mandatory masks. You got to shore up the base. You know, I mean, there's a it's going to be a split field. There's you know you got to hold your base yeah. and expand just a little bit and make sure another person doesn't gain too much ground. I mean, as it stands right now, McKee is the front runner. 
and he just needs to to hold on. I mean, that's how Chafee won. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So this legislation though is pretty interesting because if you actually look at the tax code relative to gas taxes, every year the Division of Taxation has to take the measure of inflation and use that to modify the gas tax. Uh-huh. Now, the last time that this was evaluated in late 2020, they said, eh, it's not enough to increase the gas tax. So if you just think of the dynamic from late 2020 to now, uh, the legislation is either going to be forced to increase the tax, which is going to be horrible, mm. or they're going to have to temporarily get rid of it. So there's there's another um, uh, part of this that... that of the dynamic here that makes it very interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, you, you know, just to break down the tax a little bit more, because uh, like I said earlier, it's 34 cents. It's actually 34 cents plus one cent, because yeah. that one cent is for the underground storage fees. Which is, which just is 10, quick, 11 cents higher than Massachusetts and Connecticut, by the way. Yeah, quick question. is So it's a fixed rate? So it's 34 cents per... Okay, so it's not... Yeah. It's not a percentage of, uh, okay. There, there's some other things for different types of fuels that it goes okay. into a weird scaling thing. I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. I was, Cause I was thinking if the, you know, if they were going to uh, adjust it for based on inflation, but if the ga- the price of gas is going up, um, you know, wholesale, then the taxes would be going up as well. But if it's a fixed rate, I didn't yeah. really, okay. Yeah. It's, it's something like that, but they also, I mean the state, you know, if they wanted to generate more revenue, they would want to make gas more affordable because mm-hmm. if it's that, fixed rate 34 cents if people are consuming more of it they would be good to go but if it's higher right so they're not they're gonna actually bring in less money yeah at the end of the day but so if we break this down 20.25 cents goes to the dot so all those potholes they were they were filled yeah uh, they got a lot of money going in there well, that's, <laughs> well, no, well, that's why they got the truck tolls too, Sean. Yeah, road. How's roadworks going? <laughs> uh, I thought I thought roadworks was the end all be all to this takes all time, Sean. This takes time. <laughs> it's a ten year plan. <laughs> How many years do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Let me tell you something, pal. <laughs> so uh, that's back when they were moving Route Six. Yeah, that's been how many years ago was that? Yeah, that was back when they were starting the project to move Route Six. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ten-year plan. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a ten-year plan every year. Every year. year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Ramondo came out with one. We, we, I think, in one of the last couple episodes, we talked about McKee's ten-year plan. Forward. That was yeah. <laughs> It's just one of those things. They're just it, kicking the can. Just, just a side note here. It's funny how they always have a big celebration, like when they're breaking ground on day one, but there's never a celebration at the end because the tenth year never comes. No, exactly. <laughs> it never ends. All right, guys, roadworks is over. We can yeah. stop living these right? extra taxes. Yep. We mission accomplished. No, that's the key. That's the key that we need to unlock those federal funds, Sean. Yeah. If we don't have the roadworks legislation in there, we're not subsidizing that 20%. We've been borrowing against that, and that's how we've been funding our roads. That's why we had the problem that we're in. This is what they've been telling us. And we need to get that federal tax money and, uh, you know, and, and rob all of America to pay for our roads. Print more dollars and pay for our roads, and that's what we need to do. It just That's how it works. Yeah. I'm in the wrong business, yeah. really. <laughs> and do you notice, too, and this is something, too, just another side note, because um, when the price of fuel goes up, 
what do you think asphalt's made out of? Right. <laughs> and a lot of these DOT jobs, when they bid them out, it's based upon what the spot price of asphalt is mm-hmm. at that time. Not going to bid out a job three years in advance and not know what the price of asphalt is. They say, right. oh, we're going to build, this is what it's going to be for labor. This is going to be for everything. And then the, all the trucks that they're sitting there idling and driving the asphalt to the thing, like all this starts going. And then, you know, they do that uh, uh, that MSA 1% fee on all government contracts, oh, yeah. too. So it's an extra 1% that we're adding for the technology fee for the Department of Administration. <laughs> yeah. So when you add up that on top of the increase, yeah. the ta- like, the, like so all that money that's going to roadworks, you know, now it's turning into like a four-year plan. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what we're, what we're going to do about it, but all right, I'm sorry. No, it, it, no, this is all important <laughs> stuff to talk about. So just uh, to, to go back to us, so we got like 20 cents going to the DOT. If you guys have taken a look at the condition of the roads, I know by my house they are horrible. <laughs> um, so I don't know where the money's going. We've got... There is a big pothole in front of your house, by the way. Oh, I, every day when I drive by to go to the daycare, it's just like, <laughs> it's I get horrible. it. I, 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 yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, nine, uh, let's see, 9.75 cents out of that goes to Ripta. You know, for the free buses and, and mm. things like that. Now, those buses, they're probably getting a little more expensive to run, Wait, right? W- what do those buses run on? Gas. Well, yeah. natural, they, natural gas, right? Is it natural gas now? I know there's some of them. I've seen, you know, stickers in the back that says it runs on natural gas. Some of them are the clean diesels, though, too, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and that the, could be. Yeah. Another side note, those are all made out of fiberglass now, too. So they're just like... Yeah, like big thing. boats. You know yeah. what happens with a fiberglass boat when it does well, You don't no longer need it. <laughs> you know, it's up it, in a landfill. It's yeah. funny <laughs> that some of this goes to Ripta because I swear they said the buses were going to be free. Yeah. No. Was that? Yeah, that was God. a thing. We <laughs> talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Well, it's it's free <laughs> for most people. It's what if you're yeah. if you're integrated with UHIP somehow, you probably get a pass, and you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem free if I'm paying for it in my. Yes. Anyway. You know, your taxes. There you go. I see your point now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nothing so is free. No such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 3.5 cents go to uh, the Rhode Island Turnpike and Bridge Authority and one cent to the Rhode Island Department of Human Services. Rhode Island Br- Turnpike and Bridge Turnpike. The, the tolls on the bridges. Don't they have tolls? <laughs> Apparently it's not enough. That's the outside one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, no, it's good. I'm so derailing you know, this conversation. So you know, <laughs> you take a look at the roads, and you got to say, okay, well, maybe, maybe some—not us in this room, but some people would be okay paying for the taxes because who else would build the roads now? Yeah. You guys go on our website, uh, libertyi.com. You can you can <laughs> check out an article where we we talked a little bit about the fallacies behind that. Yeah. You know, and on previous episodes, we've dived dived specifically into the DOT and their budget. So I, I, we won't rehash it here, but you know, they've got some serious money, and they're always asking for more. Here's an interesting thing, too, and just more philosophical in discussion here is um, some libertarians, more minarchist type in, uh, libertarians will, will say that things like a gas tax is, is fine because it's a use tax, right? You're using it at, you know, you're buying it at the pump, presumably putting it in a car that's going to go on the roads and the taxes from that purchase are going to go to maintain those roads, which theoretically sounds great. The problem is the government doesn't spend it efficiently. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it goes off the rails, right? So philosophically, I, I get that. It's kind of like the whole communism. Argument, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, well, that sounds good in, 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 you know, talking about it. But the reality is the government doesn't know how to spend the money efficiently. Well, and- 
just the the idea of the artificial market forces the government is introducing into the free market as well too i mean the arbitrary line between rhode island and massachusetts like what the hell is the point uh, of it right but there's a 10 cents difference in the gas tax so um you know people who are driving primarily in rhode island are going to scoot over the border to massachusetts to fill up their gas tank. Yeah. and so now you're just completely bastardizing the whole entire process this right. is again it's it's intentions don't necessarily add up to the, you know, reality. I don't here. live far from BJ's, yeah. uh, the gas there, you know, and it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, that's yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. Just to well, talk of about course uh, your use tax though, would that, that, should we not say that because that's supposed to be paid with our use, you know, your use tax when you follow your taxes at the end We're going to talk about use taxes in a second. Okay, okay. good. You're supposed to, yeah. You're supposed to, you are supposed to be doing yeah. that. And yeah. everybody is, especially this year for their returns. They're declaring all their use tax. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. When you okay. shop online and stuff like that too, and you buy that stuff, you got to report that too. Yeah. And, and we do every time. And if you go shopping yeah. in Massachusetts, you got to report the difference in Rhode Island. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing that. <laughs> well, well, I'll wait till you get to it, Sean. But there's some interesting stuff there from uh, yeah. from a tech standpoint. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you know, we we we've always and DOT is one of my pet peeves. We, there are millions of dollars going to. We have bond refer- referendums asking for more money for infrastructure. We got the Build Back Better plan, and more money's coming. We got some money from the care. We have so much money going to the DOT, and then we have another two point five billion coming in. It's not sustainable. At all, you know, we just talked about the the spending that we're doing. We're looking at the debt. We're not bringing up that much revenue, which is which is theft, right? The revenue that the state is generating yeah. is theft. It's all stolen from us. So you know, it's it's just one of those things that we're in a really bad pattern where you know half of our state budget comes from outside sources not from the state we're in this huge nanny state situation and a lot of people are pretty comfortable with it we saw that during covid Mm. where a lot of people are comfortable with all these things and and, you know there's a couple points that i I, you know i want to highlight here is you know one that you know there's no such thing as a temporary government program or a temporary tax break or this or that we saw that in the interaction between our politicians where they said yeah well we'll we'll get rid of that tax temporarily but you got to find me money Right. To put into that, right? And, and it's one of those things, that's all of our money. we, we got to be cognizant of that. And, you know, over the past couple of years, the federal and state governments have really set the stage for this happening. It wasn't Putin that, that drove up the cost. Of, because if you, if you look at and I don't want to get into the whole Ukraine thing right now. We can, yeah. w- The three of us would talk for hours on that topic. But, you know, inflation was already starting to get an issue before that. Gas prices were already high uh, before this. And all these things, all the... Um, the things going on during COVID, all the government actions at the state and federal level, it all compounded into this to where one conflict thousands of miles away is starting to disrupt things here in the ocean state. Mm. That's wild to me that, 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 that we're that close to that much of a, a flex. And, you know, the, we, we pay the government a premium for this not to happen. They're supposed to be the smart people thinking of all this at the federal and state level. But, and, and I don't know, those bounds aren't there. Who would have yeah. thunk? Yeah. Imagine that. It's it's not, and actually, and one can argue, and again, not to go down the rabbit hole of the whole Ukrainian you know thing, but one can argue that it's our government, in fact, that has gotten us into this mess, just like they did uh, in the in the, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and everything like that. It's it's like the the same patterns of nation building and foreign intervention is is what is getting us, and it's the blowback is what we're getting. Right. Yeah. Wasn't the article you shared in our group chat the other day, Sean, about the chemical weapon thing? 
Like, oh my god, I got such that old vibes. that old thing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weapons yeah. of fool mass me once. Shame on. Yeah. <laughs> How did Bush say that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, but it's it's like the same trick, and it's coming from Biden, right? So what are you going to expect? He was there as a senator throughout it all, and the, yeah, well, got any chemical weapons? Yeah, I'm I'm get you. So it's one of those things. It's a very scary time right now. I, th- I think we got to tread carefully. But, you know, the, as I think of these things, we've had a lot of fun talks about all the taxes, especially when we're talking about, like, all the Green New Deal stuff and all the stuff that passed last legislative session. And you know what the one thing the government didn't try over the past two years, guys? They didn't try to tax COVID. <laughs> I, no, I don't want to say it too idea. loud. Because COVID's kind of still around. But I think that would have solved it. It would have. Was there a tax on masks? Could have been. I wonder if that's oh, why there was so much of a delay in, you know, sales tax on masks. You know, they're going to lose all that revenue. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to look into that. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, all those extra, you know, all those extra taxes that we talked about before. Minimum wage hikes, there, there's legislation right now. They're going to pump it up to $19 an hour, potentially. Yeah, I, I, that's good. Hey, we need $19 an hour minimum wage. I mean, that's in, not going to do anything. It's inflation, like, yeah. right? That's how yeah. it works, right? That's all, yeah. yeah. But it's the culmination, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is the culmination of all those little things that where they've been chipping away on that, that's ca- that's really going to cause that. This is where the next you know, the bubble's going to pop. Well, that's, right? yeah, that's, this, that's this, what we're dealing with right is, now is that this is the, the precipice of the next crisis and where mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, what's going to uh, manifest itself by, I mean, it was, you know, we had other crises that were uh, a result of government intervention and, and policy and regulatory issues that they were doing that, that caused the housing crisis and, you know, the dot com bubble. And you can sit there and point back all the way back to all the bubbles in history. And this is just, where is it going to, where is it going to come out? I think, to be honest with you, it, it's going to come out in the used car and the car financing market. And if you think about it, you have a used car market that's increased by like 40% plus the mm-hmm. value of your used vehicles. And people are buying these because they got extra money because there's all this inflation and there's more money in the, in the market. There's a higher demand for vehicles because people are thinking that they're, they're driving instead of flying because they're COVID concerns. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're doing side hustles because they're at home from COVID delivering food and all this other stuff like that. Um, and, and they're getting these cars and they're financing them. And what happens, you know, when the the bottom fell out of the real estate market, people were underwater in their mm-hmm. houses and they ended up losing their houses. When the bottom falls out in the in the car market and your used car isn't worth anything and mm-hmm. you got a note on it for like $25,000, what are you going to do? And it's it, it's that that's a huge issue that's yeah. going to be you talk about student loans, everybody mm-hmm. has a car loan. Right. Everybody has a, they like you know, it's 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 going to be a big issue. That's well, that's maybe, my prediction. Maybe they'll just start canceling those loans too. I heard. Well, I heard I'm sure there'll be a call for that, right? Trans- <laughs> well, transportation yeah. is right. Yeah. Well, you got to get to work, right? Yes, yeah. You do. So. Yeah. And it'd, yeah. it'd be good for the economy. Yeah, it'd be good for the economy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where the sound clip is on the board there. Yeah, we have that sound clip somewhere. Yeah. So, but before I wrap this segment up, you know, uh, when in preps for this, I thought. You know, because taxes have been really burning me lately. I, I started a new job. I started making more money. They started taking way more taxes out. I've been filling the pump a lot more. And I'm like, ta- taxation is theft. 
I, I hate it. So, you know, I was going I was going through when I was prepping. I was like, you know what? Let's look at some of the other taxes in Rhode Island. You know, just have a little fun and see, you know, the extent of this. Because the, the gas, like I said earlier, the gas tax is just one of many things that you have to do. Sean, we don't, we don't have all night here. I, I know. So, I, <laughs> so, you know, I was talking to Mike before the show. And uh, I sat for two hours. I didn't get through half of them. I got so depressed. And it's just so rough reading that. So I'll, I'll read a, a couple of them because I did type some of them up. Yeah, I'll just rattle some of these off and some of these have a funny story with them or not but you know there's a credit union tax on your deposits there's a non-resident real estate sales tax taxes on distribution of sales cigarettes property tax car tax gas tax business corporation tax estate tax uh litter control participation permit tax you know if, if you do any food or beverage sales uh, even if you operate a vending machine gotta gotta pay uh, for litter control right was it oh. video games right video game or pinball machines something like that is well that's there? that's a that's a town a town, town thing, tax okay. yeah. still even yeah. so yeah. it's a uh, hard to dispose material and beverage container tax export taxes out of the state personal income tax insurance premium tax public service corporation yeah. tax sales and use tax let's talk about use uh, tax uh, real quick if you guys are doing your taxes this year like a good law-abiding citizen you would have saw and especially if you review the rhode island code is that there's a special tax called use tax and um i know you all have been keeping your receipts of everything that you've purchased yeah. out of state but this is where you as a good samaritan it is your duty to report these extra taxes that aren't being calculated now uh you know uh, the, the, there's a there's a little document from like 2011 when you Google use tax in Rhode Island. It's from the Rhode Island Department of Taxation. And I have a couple blurbs from it. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it verbatim. The world has changed significantly since 1947. With ease of travel, purchases from neighboring states are an everyday event. Mail order and internet purchases have opened the world up to us. When these transactions go untaxed, we are all affected. Thank you. <laughs> Look around and consider what your taxes provide. Schools, law enforcement, and healthcare are just some of the programs funded by sales and use taxes. They didn't even mention Marose. I know. I was going <laughs> to say. We enjoy having these benefits, but remember, sales and use taxes help fund them. In purchase transactions where no sales tax is charged, the use tax liability remains. It is up to each Rhode Islander, Rhode Island purchaser, to pay the use tax they owe, and then a Big bold letters at the bottom of the sheet. It's like the worst clip art that they ever. <laughs> right, in big bold letters, it states: "Start doing your part today." Yeah, submit your use tax. Propaganda. It's like right out of like communist block. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, just to go through a few more optional service maintenance and extended warranty contracts tax. Bible tax. And they tax your Bibles and other canonized scriptures, local meals and beverage tax, pet care services tax. This is a funny one because uh, our family pet uh, had to go under undergo some surgery and they had to use uh, air on them. And they actually taxed the air that was given to my animal yeah. during they're that. Tax there, they breathe. Yeah. Well, going back to the, the Bible tax, um, if you go and have a funeral, uh, think of all the poor individuals that passed away from COVID. Um, so there is, was a COVID tax because uh -huh. they tax... Uh, the uh, the cards that you hand out at funerals and the the uh, the, the, the the thing like all the oh, really? stuff the urns I didn't realize if you have that. an urn yeah. if you get cremated the, yeah. the casket yeah. is taxed so yeah the, the, in a way there was a COVID tax I I, I want to go back a little bit to the use tax something that's interesting there um, yeah so a, fr a friend of the family years back um, his brother um, 
open up a business, he's a former FBI guy, right? Opens up this business and used to do like um, financial investigations and things like this, right? So he opens up this tech company and what they do is they go through, they somehow hooked in with the credit card companies and debit card companies and they go through purchase records and they see what you've bought and what you've paid in taxes and what you haven't paid in taxes. And they take that money, that total, whatever that comes up with for a particular state. And they go to the state and they say, look, we can recover this amount of money for you. And then of course that company gets a percentage of, of that kind of like the collection. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't think they've done, I shouldn't have said that out loud because I don't think they've done that in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's <laughs> probably not a big enough state, you know, I would guess. But, but the other side of this is and on a sales tax thing is you look at Connecticut and Massachusetts are bordering, you know, our neighbors. Um, if we just lowered our sales tax to like we we were just told we we I drive to BJ's gas pump and see on Route Six to fill up my tank, you know I go there to buy a a refrigerator at you know Home Depot or whatever. Um, if we just lowered our lowered our to match, uh, to match our neighbors, the only reason yeah. why it's higher is because of the banking crisis. And you can't tell me that we haven't paid. They raised the sales tax by a percentage after the, the, the banking savings crisis. and loan thing. Yeah. yeah the savings and loan. Uh, yeah. the, the, and, and then it was supposed to be a temporary, temporary thing. Like, yeah. So they're always temporary. And then once we got ourselves out of the, the whole mess that they were supposed to lower it back down and it never comes back down. Yeah. I just figured out a really good plan here. So I was shopping the other day and, uh, we were in Seekonk, and I noticed that the Ripta bus goes there. So we should start taking the Ripta bus <laughs> to Seekonk and start doing all of our shopping there and then take the free bus yeah. back home. <laughs> I like it. Uh, there's a clothing and clothing accessories tax. However, if you spend less than $250, it's considered essential. It's so high, Yeah, the high-end clothing is the only, only clothing that's taxed. There's yeah. a certain threshold about that. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's a new like, piece of legislation. It used to be all clothing. All clothing yeah, yeah, and they, they changed yeah. it. And yeah, I know, I know one of the, uh, I know one of the reps, uh, that, uh, has a, his wife owns a high end clothing store oh. and because he was a Democrat, he had to vote for the legislation. Ah, uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I wonder how that was that dinner t- conversation. I uh, said too much. <laughs> uh, sports, recreational equipment and protective equipment tax, social club sales tax, finance charge taxes. Uh, but if, uh, there's a caveat, if you separate some of them out and itemize it, you can probably get away with not having to, to pay that particular tax. Uh, mobile and manufactured home tax. It's interesting. This one, it really, just uh, uh, the exemption is relative to trailers and things like that. But if you go across the, the, the code defined structure and it's more of a modular home, then you have to pay a whole buttload of uh, taxes after that. Uh, use tax is not applied to motion picture film distributors for rentals inside of a motion picture house. I haven't heard that in a while, just to show you how antiquated some of these are. Um, so I'm, I'm curious where some of that falls in with streaming services. But as we know, the Rhode Island uh, over the f- past few years has started. Yeah. Getting into tax and everything online. Uh, Wait, hold on. So if you, let's say you have a net Netflix subscription, uh, but you're watching it, you live in Rhode Island, but you're watching it in Massachusetts, do you still have to pay Rhode Island tax on it? Oh, that's a good point. So they used to. That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> go, sit, sit, go sit in the Home Depot parking lot with my ta- tablet and <laughs> watch movies. Oh, man. Uh, you know, there's there's just too many. There's a billboard and sign tax. Uh, delivery charges can be taxed. There's a weird Ponzi scheme if you're a florist. I can't go through any more of these. Uh, there's uh, even like there's weird tax rules on display containers. If you get a tire recapped, you actually get taxed twice. Once for the sale of the recapped tire, once for the associated fabrication. I'm sure there's a justification for that. Too. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, Rhode Island, and I'll, I'll leave on, on this point, and then I'll, I'll go into a little rant. But you, you guys hear all the time, you know, Rhode Island used to be known for its manufacturing. We see all the, these buildings that are starting to get converted. And today, and this is where I stopped reviewing the tax code, I figured out why it all started going away. It's because of these fucking taxes. <laughs> you know, the regulations uh, surrounding manufacturing of the taxes down to the, the machinery component, what you're creating, it probably drove th these people crazy and, and just drove out all these businesses. I, I don't own a business, and I would, don't think I would ever start one in Rhode Island after what I've read today. It's yeah. horrible. That's insane. So I'll, I'll skip the rest of these for, for time. Uh, anyway, you know, the bottom line here, and I'm going to rant a little bit. Taxation is theft. Yes. And, and this topic's really been on my mind more than usual. You know, started a new job, making more money. And I earn all that, I actually earn all that income inside of a different state. You know, but, but too bad, said the state of Rhode Island. I still have to pay income taxes on it. You know, in, in, in normal practice, right, if a group of people come up to you and demand you to pay the money <laughs> or just go in and take it out of your pockets, we would conventionally call it theft. You know, the state in this case legitimately has a monopoly, maybe not legitimately, but they have a monopoly on violence, right? So I'm going to rant a little bit more here. Uh, uh, taxation is immoral, right? The government violates your property rights by enforcing ta uh, compulsory tax collection on the whim of their pet projects. You know, an, individual, an individual, and this is what libertarians believe, is entitled to natural property rights. And the state should have no determination in that matter at all. Now ask yourself, do you own your own property? If you buy your own home here in Rhode Island, do you really ever own it? Nope. The same thing applies to a car and a whole bunch of other property here in the state. The government takes away a part of your income and property legitimately by force, right? You know, in this case, taxes, they've really just, they, they, they market it as helping those that are in need, but really taxes are just hurting the poor. Okay. And they're keeping the poor even poorer. In previous episodes, you know, we've used the example of driving here in Rhode Island where you have to pay heavy fees and taxes before you even put the key into the ignition. In this case, the legislation that these people are bringing up to get rid of the gas tax, they're really just saying the quiet part out loud. They've recognized that the taxes imposed by the state are hurting the population. Are the other taxes that we were referencing, are they not hurting the population? I, I think that they are. I would argue that. And, and there are those in favor that argue in favor of the taxes, you know, yeah, or, or you know, to plainly state it, state sanctioned theft and violence. And, and they'll tell you that we need these to fund all these programs. Who would build the roads? That's been a popular one on this show. Yeah. You know, who will protect you during a pandemic or defend your freedom? I'd argue the state hasn't provided any intrinsic value in any of those no. departments. No, there's. They didn't protect us from the virus. They didn't protect us from the war in Ukraine against Russia. They didn't protect us from anything. What have they done to protect us? They've gotten us into a bunch of quagmires is yeah. what they've done. Out of the billions of dollars spent here in Rhode Island over the past couple of years, especially towards the pandemic, how much of that money spent actually made you feel more safe? For me, not a single penny. I got, I got COVID. My whole family got COVID. And I would not have shut down the world. No. Over that. Now, I'm not trying to diminish the value of, you know, the impact that COVID can have, but I feel like the government intervention and their policies Made it worse. were way worse in that case. You know, uh, you know, I, I will say, you know, I said maybe, you know, I probably got a couple pennies of value, but, you know, I did take a couple state tests, you know, go by the testing center, you know, so I, I guess I'll give them credit for that. Uh, you, you know, it's funny about that. If you go, guys go to a Walgreens or CVS right now, the shelves are flowing <laughs> with all the tests because no, no one's buying masks and masks. Yeah. 
Yeah. And hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, all these things. So, so in essence, we've just given our grandchildren a big ass bill. And if you look at the COVID numbers in Rhode Island, it didn't equate to anything, you no, know, statistically, right? Bunch of wasted money. But what it did is it wiped out generations of potential based on our actions. So the actions of uh, the, the politicians and what happened when we ruled by decree during all of this. You know, I'm personally glad that things are starting to get back to normal. But the magic wand that they waved in this case uh, should really make people question what the hell happened the last two years. Yeah, you there, know, ne- there needs to be a reckoning. There needs to be people need to to to, to account for the decisions they made and the just pain. like war crimes. Yeah, it, like there needs to be like a, a yeah. 9/11 commission or something two. like that, or like Nuremberg trials. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I, I mean held accountable for it. Yeah, at least laid bare what you know the things that they did. So that people can judge them for for what I mean, maybe some people shouldn't work in government anymore. Maybe people shouldn't be reelected to their elected position. But this needs to come out. People need to, and people need to apologize. Like yeah. the, the people deserve an apology, like from these people who took the power and they let it go to their head and they took it way too far. Yeah, no, well put. You know, and all those taxes that I tried to list until I gave up, <laughs> uh, you know, there is a victim here. And it's not the absence of funding for some other pet project or some politician thinks is more important than providing for my family. <laughs> you know, I again, I don't want to go on down the road of the Ukraine stuff. But let's punch up another layer of this because it's the only thing in the news cycle right now. You know, we're sending billions of dollars of aid on top of millions of dollars that we already traditionally sent over to Ukraine uh, for this ongoing conflict That's, with Russia. Isn't that what President... Trump got impeached over was a weapons deal, like that he was withholding funding for weapons or something like that for Ukraine. We were sending them money. And now we're arming every single citizen with a weapon, which, you know, just think of the irony. I would love an AK-47. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, maybe a tank, a Russian tank, you know, I could just bring home and just (laughs) park in my backyard. (laughs) You know, let's rewind back to, you know, 2014. And, uh, you know, and again, not going to get into Ukraine or anything, but... You know, Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons because we were supposed to protect them. Now, what, now what are they doing? You know, I mean, not to say that you know we should have you know, but this is what the Second Amendment is all about. This is what you know, you have a right to protect yourself. And, yeah. You know, the yeah. best thing for the Ukrainians probably would have been to keep the nuclear weapons, right? Yeah. yeah, but but because of this, right? This is something way out of Rhode Island. It's it's out of Rhode Islanders' hands uh, in essence here. So really, we need to you know, Mike hit the, hit it really hard. Blowback is a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to adopt a non-interventionist foreign policy if we're ever going to get out of this horrible loop here. You know, the taxpayer didn't ask the U.S. government to conduct regime change in no. Ukraine in 2014. And that's just one example of, you know, all, all the different ongoing conflicts that are burdening the taxpayer here. You know, just like we're burdening the taxpayers in Minnesota to pay for our roads. Right. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Now, you know, how, oh God, I don't want to go down the Ukraine road. I'm on my second <laughs> drink. Uh, you know, you know, how many, how many innocents, right? killed or justified in all these different actions. You know, what I would ask for, could I at least get my taxpayer ID engraved into the next drone? (laughs) You know? But but when you make it real like that, then that's when people realize, oh, wow, what are my dollars going towards? It's not just going towards the pothole. It's legitimately funding death. Yeah, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But again, you talked about Iraq War Two, and you know how it all sounds pretty similar. And then the country is oddly rallying behind this conflict, the same right? Patriotism now. you saw after nine eleven, exactly. And yeah. That's really scary. 
and both sides of the aisle are agreeing on it, just like they did yeah. after 9-11, which is another scary thing. It's the same thing I'm seeing in Rhode Island right now. Now, I'm sure the folks in Ukraine are really thankful. They probably were scrolling through their Twitter feeds, and they saw Dan McKee um, uh, light up the state house oh, yeah. in <laughs> blue and uh, oh, yellow. And, and, you know, and... The other thing is, is that it's not it's it's the people of Ukraine certainly like those those are the people who are they in a sense they're they're being attacked by an invading army and you know nobody's diminishing anything like that but right. you know the the people of Russia the majority of them who the hell are they they don't they don't want any part of no. this they don't want to be is subject to all these sanctions and these Western companies they're shutting down businesses in, in like th- like. All these people who have been going around and telling you all this time, oh, if we could save one life by the COVID regime, if we you know, make you wear a mask everywhere you go, mm-hmm. we could save one life, we'll save a grandma or something like that. They're the ones first in line saying, oh, let's, <coughs> let's put Russia under sanctions and, and ruin their economy and put an entire developing nation on a path to like destruction and famine and 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 again all the same things that are happening in Ukraine are happening in Russia. It, it's... it's it, 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 the, do a no-fly zone. Put us into World War Three. Like, weren't we just talking kumbaya and we all have to be in this together and we're responsible by our actions for the lives of our neighbors? Like, our actions have led up to this point. And, you know, the the the, the hyperbole and the the... the, the the, the fact of the matter is the wage of sin is death. This is mm. this is the what we are experiencing now is the result of all of our actions that have the last 10, 15 years that have led up to this point. It's not something that just all of a sudden Putin divide, decided to to invade Ukraine one day. This is something that is a it's it's maybe not the the uh, the best thing to do. Maybe it's not, it's certainly not something that uh, anyone condones. But it's there's a reason why he's doing it, and it's, mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with with America's intervention and in, in provocation. So, yeah. well, relax, Bill, because Rhode Islanders are going to temporarily stop drinking vodka. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let me let me let me wrap on this. Uh, went down the Ukraine. This yeah. is good stuff because I I haven't heard anybody really in Rhode Island talking about this. So I hope yeah. people are listening to this and and. And, and kind of diving into some of these and, and maybe we can do a follow-up episode as you know as things are very dynamic and, mm-hmm. yeah. with that situation right now but really it something thousands of miles away should not be affecting rhode island and if because it is we really need to change how things are going so you know all of it makes an impact our our, our we just talked about our state government's unsustainable half our budget comes from the federal government so really this whole nanny state is it's it's embedded in our governance culture here in rhode island and seems very bipartisan you know i'm gonna steal a bunch of quotes from ron paul real quick you know the great ron paul uh you know nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come right real patriotism is a willingness to challenge the government when it's wrong deficits mean future tax increases pure and simple right deficit spending should be viewed as a tax on future generations yep. we need to look at that here in rhode island you know when the federal government spends more each year than it collects in tax revenues it essentially has three choices it can raise taxes it can print money or it can borrow money in this case rhode island only has two of those and they <laughs> they abuse two of those choices because yep. they can't print their own funds you know all these options are bad for the average american and rhode islander to me the rhode island general assembly has really recognized and putting in legislation to temporarily remove this tax. They're saying this tax is bad um, and it's hurting uh, our, our, our residents here, but they'll conveniently blame something else. Again, we, we saw the secretary of state saying, Oh, Putin, Putin, Putin. It's his fault. Let's just temporarily roll this back and then bring it back in. Right. McKee says we got to find another $120 million. You know, 
that $120 million to get rid of one tax, it's just going to come from another tax. And we need to cut down the government spending here in Rhode Island. That's one of the first things that we have to do instead of, you know, uh, picking from here or there or just replacing funds, getting something from the slush fund. Uh, You know, all these legislation, the last past couple of sessions that were behind closed doors, they passed a lot of dangerous stuff that really is going to start coming into fruition and starting in Twenty. Some of it started this year, but twenty twenty three is going to be really rough for us. Just when we don't need it, too, right? This is like we're we're experiencing. They passed all this legislation, you know, during uh, the time when the economy was doing fairly well, and you know, they, there wasn't this these uh, rampant inflation, and, and the gas prices weren't out of, out of control. And now the effects of that legislation is going to be hitting the average Rhode Island just at the time that all this other stuff's happening, and it's just going to be hit everybody, and all the the fears are going to be realized about this is going to be a dramatic regressive tax on everyday yeah. Rhode Islander, all their policies. So. so in summary, I know we went on for a while for that, but taxation <laughs> is theft. Is theft. Yes. Is theft. Okay. It's also the price for living in a free society, Sean. <laughs> the social contract. Do you sign that? Oh, yeah. Do you sign that? It's an implicit contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. My roads. My roads. If you don't like, it, you don't like here, move. My roads, yeah. <laughs> Who will fight the fires? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, on a lighter note, <laughs> the, the, the masks are off the children or, or, or oh can be God. off the children. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Except I, for Providence and Central Falls. Which know, and I know you were, before you get started on this, I went the other day to drop my son off at daycare. And he, he, he turned one in October. And we've been sending him to daycare for over a year now. It's the first time I've ever seen the face of my son's daycare provider when I was dropping really? him off. That's never wild. seen Isn't that her. crazy? Never like. Like, oh, that's what you look like. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. It's, it's I'm leaving my child, my firstborn son, my namesake, then leaving them with this person for over a year, and I've never known what they look like. Unbelievable. Well, um, as we know, back in, I guess it was in February, um, McKee decided that he was going to drop the mask mandate in March, which was was insane to me right like he came up with this arbitrary date like why not do it now well why not ever not have ever done it but that's that's neither here nor there but if you're gonna drop the mandate why not just just drop it like just say okay the state no longer mandates this and then then just end it right like it it was it was you need to prepare for the end of the mandate yeah right you need to prepare to take the freaking mask off your face it's unbelievable the mask yeah. off. Yeah. No, that's that's too much. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a theme with McKee though. Is that he's been uh, we we've been tracking him over. I think he just hit a year in office, right? And he's been doing very similar themes about either passing the buck or not really being able to implement or just saying the state's going to have no business in this. So yeah, that's yeah. That's so, that's the theme. So of course, as soon as he says this, the the Twitter sphere just ex- erupts, right, with all the the mask cult yeah. that wants to keep masks on your children, right? And it was just all these politicians saying, "No, we've got to keep the masks, and you got to keep the mask," like and and all the virtue signaling that comes along with that, and you know. And I started thinking to well, my, in, oh, sorry, no, on, no, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I've noticed that since people have been able to put a Ukrainian flag on their profile picture, or you know, wear uh, you know some type of Ukrainian colors, yep. that the virtue signaling of wearing a mask has it dropped is, dramatically. Is diminished. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, so it's like kind a of new like thing. a replacement. So sorry, I didn't <laughs> yeah, want yeah, to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah. Sorry. One one thing to the next <laughs> yes. shiny thing. It's, yeah. it's easy. So now they actually can they can take off the mask because they can put a Ukrainian flag on instead, right. and they can show that they're a good person. Yeah, yeah, and and. and <laughs> You know, so before we even go even further into this, 
you got to realize like the, the mask thing, I think what I think happened here is the polling data is starting to show that people are fed up with masks, especially on their kids. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's when they started looking at that again, election season coming up. Um, we need to, we need to do something about this, right? Because parents are starting to push back. Even parents that may have initially supported the idea, or thought that the idea was an okay thing, started to realize long-term that this is, you know, when's it going to end kind of, kind of thing. So I started thinking about like the, the impacts that this is having on our kids. Right. And, you know, um, I, I have, uh, edu- early childhood educators in my, in my family, Bill, I know you do your teacher and Bill, um, Sean, you've got your young kids. Um, and, and the, the impact that it's doing on the children. Right. So we've talked about this in past episodes, how, um, low risk it is for, for, for these, these kids, this demographic, there's not been no deaths in this group in Rhode Island. There's been, you know, I think was it uh, like something like, I'll be generous and say 1400 deaths across the United States in a population of, you know, in that demographic, 72 million children in that demographic. Like it's, it's a, it's a non, it's a non thing, right? So these kids were never at risk um, or very low, almost negligible risk. Um, they, uh, we've said this, maybe said this before that they, there's a greater risk of them getting hurt or injured on the way to school in a car accident or getting hit yeah. while walking to school than there is of them dying from, from COVID. Right. So, so that's, that's a, that's a real thing. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking like, why, why are these people, especially the politicians continuing to push this agenda? And it's like this, this control thing. It, mm-hmm. And and, you know, there was a, um, one, one, you know, we, we got on Twitter, of course, and we started going <laughs> after some of these people and calling them out for what they are. And uh, Rebecca Kislak, she, she had posted something to the effect of, uh, please let Providence schools keep, ma- keep the mask mandate. Rhode Island Health needs to put metrics. When did safe to stop masking and all this other stuff? We already know what the metrics are. <laughs> like, it, it's not doing, it, they're not at risk, so stop. So, so we posted... This is what evil looks like. Not all child abuse should abuse of vows bruises save our children from these monsters. Yeah. Hmm. And of course that pissed her off, right? These people <laughs> don't want to get called out for their evil. Well, no, it's not, it's not even that they're getting called out for their evil. It's that they think of themselves as, as altruistic. Like altruistic. Yeah, yes, exactly. They, they are, they are just doing this unselfishly to help others. How dare you question right. that I'm not doing this for the betterment of others, that, I, that there's any reason other that or I'm not looking out for anyone's interest. And this is another thing about intent versus result. Yeah, the, like, you know, somebody's intent to, uh, you know, to, to help someone doesn't necessarily mean anything if you, you know, the road to hell is paved with be- good intentions. If you're, mm-hmm. if the result is that they're getting injured by th- these results, then that's not a good thing. So right. I don't care what your intent was. Yeah. So, so we started responding to this, some of these people, like, because there is real harm being done here again with, with family that, that deals with this day in and day out, there's real, they're seeing real harm that's being done d- developmentally and, and, and mental health issues that are, that are coming from this. Right. Um, there's, you know, as we know, especially at the younger ages, right. Kids that, that develop emotional um, responses to other people looking at facial ex- expressions and all this other stuff. That's, that's real harm that's being done as opposed to some kind of, um, you know, fear that, that they might get sick. But uh, again, as we know with the numbers, aren't showing any real results there, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no real impact there. So 
you know, it's it, 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 it was frustrating to to see the, that they they completely ignore those metric those metrics, right? Yep. And and the actual actual harm that's being done to our kids. So in 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 uh, so the New York Times published an article on the eighth of March saying it's alarming. Children are severely behind in reading, and it's the worst that they've seen in a generation. We're in new territory, they say, and it's saying that uh, children in every demographic group have been affected but black and hispanic children as well as those from low-income families those with disabilities and those who are not fluent in english have fallen the furthest behind those are the ones who are the most affected by these mandates and they're the least at risk from the virus Mm -hmm. right and you think of it like the english learners right like english learners uh, they how much they just in your own experiences i've noticed because i have bad hearing like going to say, you know, a, a store to check out and someone, you know, says something to you, normally how much you relied on looking at their face and, and reading yeah. their lips basically to, to get that extra bit of information that you might not catch up in the, you know, so how, how these kids are not seeing the, the lips move and, 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 and things like that. And they're, they're already learning a new language, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or learning language to begin with, so yeah. like, like not even learning a new language, just learning language in general. So it's, 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 it's insane. And, um, you know, it's interesting because the NIH has just released new milestone, um, metrics for development. And what do you think they've done? They've pushed it further down the road. Yeah. So they've extended the age of which a child should meet a certain milestone for development. And now they're using some, you know, a bunch of word salad to say why they're doing this. You know, you cannot convince me that this has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the data that we're going to be seeing here in the next you know, so many years. Well, and you have to understand too, with that, a lot of the ways that funding and everything is is done for these school districts across the country, not just in Rhode Island, is based upon metrics uh, and metrics based upon the standardized testing. So, if these students are falling further and further behind, which they were doing anyway, this is why we end up with a new education commissioner in Rhode Island every two or three years, is because they come up with a new plan, they they fall short, and then they go, oh well, now we got to reinvent the wheel and and come up with all new metrics and and have a whole new set of guidelines. But now with this pandemic and everybody sitting on home on doing Zoom classes for the last two years, they know everybody's going to be behind. So now they're just priming the pump and getting everybody ready for the fact that there's going to be a big, you know, the Johns Hopkins reports that are showing how poorly the Providence and Central Falls school systems are doing. They're going to be doing even worse. So they're just, you know, setting the bar low so they don't seem they're doing like they're doing as well. Well, the commissioner, I think she came out with that. She And they were supposed to already give back the school back to the district right so the yeah. state took it over and, and the, the pandemic and the, oh, the, it's the pandemic we need another two years to work on the providence school district here and and you know i get worried that you say that they're changing like the rubric the standard yep. for that because now we, we just saw last year the ricast scores were horrible across mm-hmm. the board but they're like okay covid whatever but now you know as things get back to normal next year is going to be very interesting to see how they gauge all of that and whether they respond by updating their metrics against those metrics and see, oh, well, now that because of all this, we've been able to improve things so much better. Everything is great again. All the previous failures were all because of COVID. We can move on smooth sailing. Yep. Yeah. 
And another issue, and I was talking talking about this at dinner, was uh, so our, our son is a complex learner, right? He's got um, learning some learning challenges, and we went through the process of getting him evaluated. And through that process, we're talking with different you know experts and child psychologists and whatnot. And we had a conversation with one of the child psychologists who was talking about early intervention, right, and how important it is to identify kids who who have challenges early on. The earlier you can identify and start. Um, you know, uh, addressing those issues, the better off they they are, and the more um, uh, you know, uh, the 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 more success they'll have moving forward. And there is a certain point where, if you don't recognize these issues at a certain point, they will have irreversible issues. Yeah. Like you, they won't get vocabulary back. It just it just won't happen for because the they rest re- of their for lives. the rest of their lives. So uh, we're we're seeing the part of the problem here is where what. When, how we can identify actual development, actual problems with kids that are, have challenges versus kids that are just slow development because of it's been, you know, held back because of these 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 masks and nonsense. So now that's going to snowball, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to see the effects of this, I think, for for many years to come. And while well, we're going to see it actually over the course of many years, yeah. and it's going to manifest for an entire generation of of kids and. It's nothing. It's something we're never going to get back. Well, and it's it's funny that we're talking about this, and we're talking specifically about the state of Rhode Island and the Providence and the Central Falls school districts because they're the ones that the state has taken over because they were so mismanaged by the the cities that they w- had to be taken over by the state. Um, but the idea that the state is now making these decisions and that they don't have to answer to a, a school board or you know an elected official to to make these decisions and what are they immediately doing? They're going and requiring. They're the only two school districts in the state that are requiring uh, masks to remain on and those are the school districts the precise school districts that have the most english second language learners that have the um, a higher percentage of uh uh, students with uh learning disabilities and challenges and and everything like that and the exact people who need to have the mask removed so that they can you know perform and get the the most advantage from uh the the education everything like that so they're the ones that are being hurt the worst uh in all this and it's 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 criminal Yep. It really is that, that those are the ones and, and you know the worst part about it is the justification they're using for keeping the masks on is the low vaccination rate amongst those student populations. Well, those student populations are the highest, you know, black and Hispanic, minority, low income, you know, in, in people that the demographics that they identified that they wanted to focus on mm-hmm. and get the vaccines out to. And you saw the mayor of Central Falls standing on the corner, clinics getting people in and getting trying to get people vaccinated. The focus of all of our government efforts to a fault has been to get this demographic uh, inoculated or vaccinated or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> and it's not inoculation, it's vaccination, but whatever. Uh, they get them vaccinated and they failed to do so. Yeah. And now they're using their own failure as justification to do it. And the worst part about it is, even though the vaccination rate is lower in those school districts, the infection rate is also way lower right. because they lived in these multifamily, multi-generation homes. They got sick. They, they got, got natural sick. immunity. They got natural immunity. Yeah. And in places like Barrington that have 90% plus vaccination, there's like two kids that aren't vaccinated because they have like some immunocompromised issue or something like right. that, has a higher infection rate than the, the Providence and Central Falls school districts. That, that's an interesting little side side note here is like the the, the immunocompromised kids, there's, this, there's a big outcry about that. Well, what about the immunocompromised kids? What about those kids before COVID? Yeah. Like if you're actually immunocompromised, you are as at risk from the flu or another 
you know, communicable disease as you are of any other, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there, you weren't masking then. Why are you masking? Yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, the thing here is they can, they can choose to wear a mask. Well, that, that's the thing. Exactly. Well, they can choose, uh, except for the fact that because of, again, ridiculous mandates and government intervention, you've now restricted the supply and increased the the difficulty of getting masks when they needed them the most. And now, yeah. you know, and so yeah. again. Yeah, you know, just talking about that real quick, you know, we've seen a huge influx in funding to the schools, specifically for COVID this, COVID that. <laughs> We're about to see a really weird budget cycle where that's going to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, you know, maybe it'll go the other way and they'll say, oh, we had all these crappy test scores. And it's because we're now losing 20% of our budget and then, you know, we were talking about earlier, there's no such thing as a temporary tax or temporary right. program. I wonder if there, this is going to be the big call to, to raise taxes. And everyone's housing values just went up, right, over the past couple of years. Everyone's due for a tax reevaluation. Yeah, and, yeah, then, right. and then that's going to be a compounding issue. So they're going to find that money and they're, they're going to utilize it, you, you know, for that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really worried about that. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, another, another, you know, I guess the big point there is there's actual real harm being done there, not just on a develop. And then we just talked about developmentally, right? What about the mental health side of this, right? There's, oh, there's, yeah. we, we were talking about, you know, real harm being done. And that's, you just look at the suicide rate numbers and amongst, amongst, you know, those, those, you know, young demographics, um, are, are through the roof. And I, just some, you know, just a, you know, um, what do you call that? Uh, coincidental uh, um, example is my daughter in college, right? So she's had, she, they start the, you know, this, this just this year, they've had, I, I believe it was nine suicides in, in her school. And they've been, you know, it's in Massachusetts, they've been, you know, heavily regulated, masked and separations and all this other stuff. And she came to the realization that, more harm is being done to her friends with mental health issues yeah. than has n- no one's died in her school of COVID. Yep. Like, so there's been more deaths as a result of mental health issues than there has been. She's like, you can't get an appointment at the mental health center because there's a backlog. You know, they have finally relaxed and everything since she's like, it's, it's like a different place now. It, you know, yeah. everybody's you know, you know, a different type of person, you, you know, you, you forget how much a difference of a smile can make in passing oh, to yeah. somebody's yeah. day, right? Like oh, yeah. something as, as basic as that. Um, I mean, just in your own, in, in your own experiences, you're walking down the street, either you're walking your dog, or you're walking, going for a walk for exercise and you walk by somebody, you don't even say anything. You just smile at each other. Yep. Like yep. The, the little boost you get from that, the yeah. endorphins and, and whatnot that, that, that boost gives you is, is, is uh, you can't replace that. No. And, and these people ignore it, right? Like they ignore the actual harm that's being done. People are dying, but they're dying at their, either at their own hand or as a result of, you know, lack of, of other human interaction and, and things like this. And they ignore it and they, they push down. They're following the science. They're, they're following the science, right? But and then there's another response that comes back to to they come back with, which I think is even worse, is that well, those kids can bring something home to grandma or 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 um, well, th- their parents, and well, those parents they're at risk. Well, grandma already had her prom. She already had her high school, you know, sports events, and like you know, and and lived their lives, and, and you know, and, and raised a family, bought a house, did all these other things, you know, I. I, I'm I'm sick and tired, you know, of, of of sitting here and justifying, you know, the the baby boomers have had 
uh, you know, a, a horseshoe shoved up their ass since they were born, and they've lived in the the, the best times in human history. Yeah. And you know, as much as you know, I'm not sitting here wishing uh, anybody in that generation to, to fall ill and die for any reason. But it's 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 high time we start sacri- stop sacrificing our our future, our own individual futures, and our children's futures for uh, uh, what is basically a generation of sociopaths. It's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and that's that's one angle for sure. But the other angle is the fact that you. Have a, you potentially have a parent telling their telling little Johnny, Johnny, you need to keep your mask on so you don't kill grandma. Vector of now, disease. Now, what if grandma went to Aldi's to get her bread and milk and caught COVID from the cashier or somebody oh, in the God, aisle yeah. there and came home and dies? What do you think little Johnny, who has no concept of the, the bigger world, is going to think he killed grandma for the rest, you know, for the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. Like that, it, like that's why I say it's, it, I can't describe this any any other way than evil, and I'm not even being you know trying to be hyperbolic here. It's it's it's. I think people need to again, like you said, Bill. There needs to be a reckoning with these people, and it's it's it, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah. It, it 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 does. It, like like I said, it, it, it we we deserve as a population an, an apology because you know it, it's it, instead of the 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 politicians getting up there and telling us you know. Oh, we, we did a great job. We had the best people working on this and we followed the science and we did what we had to do and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was a terrible situation. And it, that, that's not providing any closure or any, any validation. People like people, yeah, people died from COVID. They did. Yep. And that's, tr- that's tragic. tragic. That's hard. But people lost their jobs. They lost their family. They lost people that died from drug overdoses, suicides, um, you know, had domestic violence, domestic violence. Families have been ruined. The ripple effect from this is, is, is going to extend through generations and, 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 and nobody's acknowledging it. Nothing. Nobody's saying like, Hey, you know, we screwed up. The cure was worse than the disease. You know, we were operating under a sense of irrational fear and, and we're sorry for the actions that we took. That's what people want to hear. And instead they're hearing people say, what a great job the politicians did. And then they're going to turn around and then, you know, increase the funding to all the departments of the government agencies that screwed everything up. You know, I'm going to link this a little bit when we were talking about Ukraine and things like that. And, you know, the millions of dollars and billions of dollars now that we were sending over there as that deterrent. And I think about this, you know, before Russia actually invaded when, you know, every day they were saying, oh, they're going to invade tomorrow. They're going to invade tomorrow. They're going to invade tomorrow. And when they don't, they can pat themselves on their back and say, hey, we avoided this. We deterred this. Oh, we send everybody over to uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, all these conflicts that we uh, you know, intervened with, and we were able to deter it, and we're all here today because of that action. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you can't really tell relative, you know, to what the, the true impact would have been because, you know, the government ultimately made that decision and restricted things. I know it changed my you know life. I, I moved jobs because of these, you know, federal mandates. I, I work in a different state now, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I commute, I, you know, I've, I, you know, I know everyone in this room has made sacrifices and had to change things to, to, to cope with these things. And we're just three people. Imagine the, the larger quantity of people in our state, the, those that are more disadvantaged that we're doing, you know, not so well in 2019, and then it just tanked after that for well, them. What about just it, it's it's 
blatantly obvious the the influx of populations in the states like texas and florida the outflux of population in states like uh you know new york and california Mm -hmm. and people are but like you know you can sit there and argue well you know blue states red states you know covid policies whatever like that but just think about the larger effect of that and families that are being broken up by that like you know Mm -hmm. you know we talk about the brain drain in rhode island a lot and the fact that we can't keep our young people here in state and they're moving out of out of state and you know we're just you know parents are being left behind and then they ultimately end up following the kids and you know people are just moving out of state like that's again ripple effects that's going to have effects on generations in the future and and you're changing the the entire uh you know demographic of this country uh because of these policies and 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 there's going to be a a look back and an accounting and say was it worth it and and i I mean we've been saying since the beginning it's it's not been worth it I mean, I, I personally, you know, I, I'm in I'm I'm in tech myself as as a professional, and uh, I searched pretty diligently for jobs here in Rhode Island, and it was really hard to find a decent paying job around here. Yeah. Uh, you know, businesses have not been investing. We haven't set the right conditions for it now. Well, you know, wasn't uh, so. There's a couple of tech companies that. Uh, got tax credits to start in Rhode Island to, <laughs> to have their headquarters here. I think GE they were going to move their technology department in, in what, here. And they they move what? Do they move their like their janitorial services no. division <laughs> here? You know, it's <laughs> like they don't move anything of value into the state. That's uh, just, the, the, we yeah. have a lot of tax. I, you know, we're moving forward, and we're you know a lot of tax credits going out. So I'm surprised you weren't able to capitalize yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Be, you know, it's 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 a bigger thing, and it's the trickle down of all these different things, right? People are making the conscious decisions, and it's because of the, the, you know, uh, the school committees and the, the different decisions that are state level governments making and people are starting to vote with their feet and vote yep. with their dollar. And it's outside of Rhode Island. And that's that's bad for us. And then, again, all the legislation, all the things that are just about to kick off to make things a whole lot harder. Again, gas is really expensive. We don't have the we did before all this stuff happened. We didn't have the infrastructure to go uh a hundred percent renewable by what 2030 that they passed <laughs> and imagine all the you know the delays and all the things that are happening now with our current crisis where we just can't stay afloat relative to energy now we're going to say hey well the, to- the clock's ticking and we still got to get off all the end uh, off all fossil fuels by 2030 yeah no, i hear you I, I just um yeah that, well that's all i had to say about i'm just i want to close with one thing here and and it's kind of just you know Piggybacking on what I had already re- responded, or we had already responded on Twitter on, on the Liberty RI um, site, is that uh, people like Rebecca Kislak don't want to be called evil monsters. They need to stop doing evil monster shit. You know, that's yeah. that's what the bottom line is. And uh, and until then, we're going to continue to call you an evil monster. Yeah. And, and that's it. So, yeah, yep. that's all I got on the uh, on the mask thing for now, yeah. I think. Well put. Well, so let's uh, let's end on a, on a on a little bit more of a lighter note and have a little bit of a, a lighthearted discussion. And I want to take you both back. Okay, <laughs> I, I want to know what, what 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 do you what were you doing back in 1999? This oh, is this geez. is year before Y two K. They, they were worried about all those zeros and ones uh, uh, just crashing yeah. the entire computer. We had bigger problems back in 1999, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I can tell you myself. I, I, I was a uh, I was a, a, a junior in high school. Uh, I was fresh off. I was at the 1998 uh, Super Bowl champions in Portsmouth High School for, uh, football <laughs> champions. I got my ring, so you know it was a year off. That I was riding pretty high. I had yeah. the Leatherman jacket on and stuff nice. like that. I was doing pretty good. And at the same time. In 1999, the state of Rhode Island decided that 
we are not satisfied with a local airport that can only service local uh, you know, the regional airports. We need yeah. an international airport. Not only Ooh. need an international airport, we need a transcontinental airport. Wow. People, our, our leaders in the state of Rhode Island, they manifest destiny. Yeah. They were looking the Pacific coast, the left coast, the la-la land, everything, and they wanted to do whatever it was possible to get us a direct flight from PVD... TF Green, Humble here, Rhode Island, out to the West Coast. So they decided they needed to expand the runway because, nope, we're not going to get the uh, the planes that we need, the size of the planes to do these transcontinental flights. They can't be accommodated by the short, little, tiny, puny airport we have over here in TF Green. So they said we have to expand south. We have to extend our runway. We have to relocate 113 Main Street uh, in Warwick. Wow. And, and we need to, by eminent domain, take Woo. probably, God, I'm looking at it right now. It's a, it's a beautiful map here. Of the, if you look, if you're at home, listening at home, go pick up an, uh, uh, a view of the TF Green Airport. And you can see the streets are still there. Oh, yeah. But there's no houses. The houses are gone. Oh, wow. There's no houses anymore. And if you remember, and I know this was before your time when you moved here, Sean, but um, at the time, the people who lived in those houses, they didn't want to move. Mm. They said, well, I'm very happy here. I've been, I have a neighborhood. I have neighbors. I, my kids grew up here. I, I have this house. And, uh, and, and why would I want to give it up just because you want to fly out to California? You can go up to Logan. It's, you know, a 90-minute trip. You can just get up, <laughs> up there. And, you know, you really, it's. It, you don't want to deprive the people in California from the hot wieners and coffee milk. So, you know? yeah. Well, so, so obviously there was a bit of a resistance to this expansion of the runway. And uh, there was fights and legal battles. So, uh, you know, you know, Y2 came and went. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, different allocations and funds and uh, plans and, you know, everything. I think it was part of a, it ended up being like a $250 million uh, improvement to the TF Green. And not all of that went to the runway expansion and the relocation of the roads and the eminent domain. But the terminal uh, and stuff, right? Yeah, but I mean, so probably well over $100 million, you know, you know chump change. We're, we're yeah. really talking about pennies. So, those are in like $2,000. Yeah. So. yeah, well, there you go. So flash forward to twenty. 17. Okay. 2017, they finally announce the grand opening of the newly expanded runway at TF Green. So, as you can imagine, the airlines are knocking down our door. They're beating, yeah. the beating, saying, hey, right. we need to get to TF Green. We need to get that transcontinental flight. Now, I don't know what happened and what, you know, you know serendipity you know, resulted in the fact that nobody showed up, um, but they didn't show up. Uh, in fact, we've, we've been waiting five <laughs> long years with a newly expanded runway, even with all of the lead time since 1999 to let the you know airlines know that we're going to be expanding our runway. Um, it, it's been five years and, and no transcontinental flight until last week. Oh, and oh. if you were paying Did attention, if you were paying attention to the news, there was a big load of fanfare. Uh, all the big wigs, all of the state representatives, Speaker of the House, you know, was, uh, oh, the yeah. Senate president, uh, everybody showed up. I'm sure the, the governor was there because newly formed Breeze Airways, which is they, they're using uh, PVD as, a, as one of their main hubs. It's a new, it's a new airline. It's, they got flights to Pittsburgh and everything like that. But they announced a new seasonal flight, seasonal, 
<laughs> go flies out Wednesday. You can come back Saturday. Uh-huh. If you want to go any other times, you're gonna to have to go to Boston. Shout but luck. but, but yeah, that's fine. But it's you still we got the transcontinental flight. We we got the transcontinental flight. It's a seasonal flight. It only operates one day a week. You know, but that's fine. Uh, but we made the investments so to, that we could expand the runway, that, right? Because right? that planes it, exactly. To, yeah. But um, I was reading the article and I noticed that. One of the things they were touting with this new airline is that they have a brand new fleet of airplanes. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. And they were showing this Airbus. This new they need really long runways, I'm guessing? Well, it, well, this new Airbus, not only does it have extra first-class seats and mm. big overhead bins big plane, where right? you can uh where you can you don't have to check your bags anymore because you know the the types of pe- the way people fly has changed in the last 17 years um, 18 <laughs> years 19 years whatever it's been um and and they've also if you can believe it or not i, I know it's with the trends and how things are going it is kind of counterintuitive but they've made planes a little bit more fuel efficient fuel as well yeah more technologically advanced yeah and, especially and, in the last 20 years yeah and and so when they make planes more fuel efficient usually they make them a little bit smaller Mm. and so this smaller airbus has the capability of taking off and landing on shorter runways wait a second (laughs) you don't need the extra space so you're telling me back in 99 we started stealing property from people for a longer runway invested millions of dollars into it come you know it's funny because i'm looking i'm trying to google some of this stuff and we, it was like less than a year ago, we renamed the airport to be the Rhode Island TF Green International <laughs> Airport. Yes. So it's taken over 20 years, and we didn't even need to do any well, of it. Well, see, that's, that's a good point, Sean, because maybe they didn't realize, because we were still the uh, you know Providence Airport, that's in oh, Warwick, yeah. which never made sense to me yeah. either. <laughs> but the Providence Airport, they didn't understand that. But now that we're called the Rhode Island Airport, they can now oh. go... Rhode Island. Oh, I get it. I can go there. International's so, in the name now. Yes. Okay. Well, we, well, we were international before. We were going to Dublin. Yeah, and Germany too. In was Germany. there a flight for Germany yeah. for yeah, a, I think a so. short that, time anyway? That, yeah, and then Norwegian. They were. Yeah, they the, were there they too. Were those Boeing's that kind of just very dropped out of the sky for <laughs> no reason. But, um, but anyway, so I, I you know, I, I just wanted to, um, you know, I, I brought this up. I, I, I saw it and I laughed because I said to myself, we could have done absolutely nothing and spent so, zero dollars and been in the same exact position we're in right now. But um, the government had a pet project. They had a vision. Um, they had people that uh, saw this as, as a need and mm. they, they saw that, you know, it's the I, we maybe we should change the name from Rhode Island uh, TF Green Airport to Rhode Island Field of Dreams Airport. Ooh. I was just going to say this. <laughs> yeah. We build it. They will come. Except we don't need to build shit. <laughs> we don't need to build anything because they are coming anyway. And the free market provides uh, because if there is ever going to be anything. Now, um, whether or not they would have come with the shorter runway is, you know, that's debatable. And, you know, obviously they definitely wouldn't have come if we didn't have a train station that was there that doesn't have a train that stops <laughs> out there. But, but. All both those things, the expanded runway and the train station. I think, I think, if if we had invested that money in something else, yes, maybe we would have had a lot less social ills in the state. Maybe we would have had a lot, you know, nicer school buildings and you know, like better children. But 
we wouldn't have a big curve in Main Street in Warwick. We wouldn't have some big empty fields with some streets that don't go anywhere. And we wouldn't have a big, nice sky bridge that goes across Post Road to a nice <laughs> train station uh, where the people from Wickford, uh, you know, the, the two people that tra- commute to Boston, you know, drive by, you know, a couple times a day. And then the, the Amtrak goes flying by at like 80 miles an hour at the fastest point of the corridor. So, um, you know, it, it, is, it, it just goes to show that there's, there's absolutely nothing that the government cannot screw up when they're giving them enough time and money. And in this case, they had both a lot of time and a lot of money. And we really got... And, you know, the, the, the best part about it is is these, these fucking assholes, they, they don't even, they're not even smart enough to realize... They weren't even in office in 1999 when this yeah. was all put into motion. They're all and they're just showing up yeah. in, like, a photo. Hey, we, hey, look at this Prince <laughs> content. Look at us, guys. Hey, look at them patting themselves on the back. Like, what a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> like, just Jesus Christ. What the hell is wrong with people you know I, i'd <laughs> argue we're probably still paying for the debt of course we are investments. of course, of course. We, are. We, we probably had a i'm sure there was some bond referendum <laughs> that, oh yes the tf green runway expansion thing to, yeah. to economic development to you know like oh, god do uh, do we know if this breeze with the breeze airways, <laughs> the breeze airways were they given any kind of incentives to come i wonder oh, I'm sh- uh, I you know that's well I, on a side note, you know, I'm sure there's all the the flights. You know, uh, the 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 Patriots get some type yeah. of deal to have the uh, the the, the, the TF, yeah, TF yeah. Green to be the official. You know, all, all this stuff. He's working all of the angles over there. I will say, and I, I haven't experienced him yet, and I and I'm and I'm hoping to experience them soon. I haven't had the, the opportunity to travel, but I have heard that the bathrooms at TF Green are superb oh really yes like cut marble and like you know flat fresh flowers and nice. like you know gino you valcendi like talks about them on like the, the best thing so if you do uh, make sure you go before you go when you go to tf yeah. green because lighten, that's the, lighten the load lighten the load yeah you know you gotta <laughs> say hey you can save a little bit of gas you can do your part to help that's the right, environment it's green oh, <laughs> it's very green i don't know I've are they composting it. toilets <laughs> I've, I, I hate those toilets so i saw it when uh right before the renovations went by i think it was back in september was the last time i flew and uh the project was like already like six months overdue for the bathrooms <laughs> the picture like the concept looked really nice on those bathrooms there's no one working on it when i was there either but they have the worst covid protected toilets i don't know if i talked about this with you guys but they had like these self-wrapped seats that would put like this kind of like saran wrap on it and every time you would get up off the toilet it's supposed it's to so- it's supposed to tear it off and put a, a fresh saran yeah. on you know, COVID, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the problem that ended up having, at least in all the toilets that I saw there is none of them were working. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, you know, just, feces <laughs> all over every single toilet it, and like the, the the rolls were out and they weren't maintaining it it, it was just like peak rhode island oh uh, yeah, yeah of course because it, it looks exactly like the rest stops when you get over the border from connecticut into rhode island it's exactly <laughs> yeah. how they look so it's, there you it's go. typical government thing right like we're gonna build this great highway it's a beautiful highway and we get it all laid out and it's flat and it, you know but we're not going to maintain it. No. <laughs> like, we're just not going to maintain it, right? We'll have a great bathroom and all these fancy features, but nobody to stock the toilet paper. <laughs> like, well, and then, and, and you know, just to, again, um, another way uh, government screwed things up. So, um, hear anything about the air show this year? Oh, no. No. Well, they had a big announcement that they were going to do the air show, but it was going to be a scaled back version of it. And I don't oh, know if boy. you've been following this at all. No. But it was going to be a scaled back version of it. And the air show traditionally, uh, what's been the cost of the air show? I don't know. 
it's been free. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you just show yeah, up. That's right. Yeah, okay. Neighbor yeah. Island National Guard. I thought you Guard. meant the cost, like, the tax Well, not the tax. Well. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's. <laughs> that, that's come on, free. Mike, free. That's, Nobody you know, pays for free. It's, it's free. That's, you know, <laughs> come on. I'm talking about your cost. You know, yeah. what's, how much are you paying? <laughs> yeah. So it used to be free. Well, that's what it was. And then the pandemic came up, and then they canceled it, and then mm. they had a scale-back version. And uh, then they got some contractor to come in there, and they said, all right, it's going to be $40 now to attend the air show, which is, you know, zero to 40. Is yeah. I know yeah. inflation is pretty high, but that seems a lot. Isn't everything associated with the air show already paid with tax dollars? Uh, well, so, uh, so apparently, no. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's a lot that goes into it that, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, they had a bunch of Air National Guardsmen, which, you know, a couple, two weeks a, two weeks a year. A couple weeks oh, that budget's probably tapped. They just <laughs> been standing, sweeping the floors at the Rhode Island Hospital. Yeah, I know. Like, so, yeah, what the, what the hell have they been doing? And what are we paying them to run the air show for? I mean, is that, yeah. that's not a waste of money at all. But anyway, so they were going to do it, and they were going to put it on. It was going to be this whole thing. They were going to charge you for it. And there was a big uproar and there was all these questions about it. Well, then come to find out the Rhode Island, uh, the general of the Rhode Island National Guard couldn't get it done. And it wasn't going to be on their section of the airstrip over at Quonset. And the oh. actual airstrip it was going to be on was actually owned by TF Green Air Corp Corporation. And they didn't want the liability from it. Oh, and so geez. then the whole and this whole thing spiraled. It was a whole uh, media nightmare because it went back and forth. It was like hot potato. Nobody wanted to take responsibility for it. Long story short is the air show is canceled. <laughs> so we, we don't have an air show this year. So you don't have to shell out 40 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the airport corporation, there's not a lot that they... Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, it's it's a corporation. They can't use a new extended <laughs> runway at <laughs> Green. I, I, I again, I don't understand. You know, the air show. I used to watch it from my house. Yeah, like it, it happens like many thousand feet above your head. You right. know, just because you don't have the idiots like screaming at you like in the music playing. I don't know. I remember going to a friend's house on in Jamestown, and it was like <laughs> it's better than you don't have to fight yeah. the crowds. You know, you see everything. Anyway, so. Yeah. No, I just did a quick Google on, like, Breeze Airways because you're saying, well, what incentives were they getting? Well, I found out, I didn't find anything from Rhode Island, but they've been taking a lot of money from a lot of other airports <laughs> to open that. up routes. Like, they took, uh, you know, well, half a million dollars from Pittsburgh International Airport. And well, that's like, one of the flights we go to. We go we yeah. can get to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. It's all making sense. You can know that, but that's, like, all the all the different, uh, you know, flights, they get different incentives uh, yeah. for the, like, they, there's, it's all negotiated based upon how much volume you're, are you going to make them a hub? Or are you going to make mm. them, you know, like w what cities you're going to service? Are you telling me that Southwest isn't getting some deal for that direct flight down to, to Reagan in DC that mm. uh, our, our, you know, our, our federal delegation. You know, goes Southwest is you know many, on the list of preferred uh, government you know uh, many airlines. You know, uh. many, you know how many times I've been going back and forth from DC to Providence. And I, like, I see them like, you know, yeah. Shutting down the before the preloading, they're the, they're hauling Langevin on, you know, before the, yeah. the seat before everybody else gets loaded on, and like Cicilline's, you know, you turn around, and it's like a troll standing behind you, like, oh my god, what the hell is he doing here? And you, you know, it's, it's, picking, uh, it's picking your pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll tell you guys about the time I saw Jack Reed at the airport. Yeah, I was heading to DC and came out. Man, he looks like a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's, they're he's all short. Pricks. He's short. 
I got, I got an email from Sheldon. I saw it in my inbox. I didn't open it, though. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know what it is. I tell you what, if you don't get Cicilline's emails, definitely sign up for them. Uh, I know during the height of a lot of and we're way off topic, but, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. with, the, with the Ukraine stuff, the first thing that he said about it, and I might have sent it to you guys in the group chat, but uh, it was oh. it was one of those things where it wasn't about, like, Ukraine and Russia and all that. It was about the LGBTQ yeah. community, and he, they were, he was writing a Senate or a House resolution uh, that there needs to be action done specifically for that group. And we're, we're pandering and we're using these politicians are just using all these opportunities to, right. them, to people to, to are, pander to children their are dying and, and getting yeah. blown apart. And, and, they're fundraising and we off need it. to, yeah. And let's, and, and, you know, and since we're completely off the rails and just talking and just <laughs> shit, the, the last 10 minutes of this episode, you know, Jim Langevin, he was one of the top uh, representatives in, in Congress that beat the S and P index by like a significant amount. Like it was like I didn't see that. He was like oh, the, yeah. he was like the top like two or three Democrat or something like that that beat the and he, he, he all of a sudden just announces that he's retiring from yep. office and stuff like that. Like he cashed out. He be doing insider training and cashed out and all the news articles. Oh, what a great career he had. He was the first quadriplegic in the in the the, the, the house and all this other stuff. Oh, what history was made. And it's like no, this guy was a, a crook. The only legislation he ever got passed was he named a post office and he was just you know wheeling around the state house and uh, or the the capital and uh you know not really accomplishing anything and in, in, you know in making a bunch of money off the inside of train date so no, i always liked watching him roll down the the bristol fourth of july parade though really put on a show he's never had a job outside of uh of... he's never stood for anything no oh, <laughs> wow <laughs> we just got censored there we're gonna we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> Joe Rogan, we're gonna call up Joe Rogan for some advice right now. <laughs> so we have officially gone off. On that, on that note, <laughs> maybe we should have a no drinking policy for the podcast. Well, you know, it's it's been a while. We've missed so much good content, and uh, you know, we're gonna get back on the. Uh, on the wagon uh, relative. I know a lot of us have been taking a break for social media and kind of, uh, you know, getting our priorities straight for, for our families. And, you know, a lot of things have been heating up in the, the Liberty movement here in Rhode Island. So a lot of cool things happening with that. So I think we're ready to get back into the swing of things, start producing a little bit more content and uh, start really engaging with everybody on this stuff. It's, it's really important, right? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Definitely, and and we're, we're certainly uh, the, the Libertarian Party again, and again take the uh, Liber- Liberty of Rhode Island uh, hat off here a little bit and talk a little bit more uh, about the party. We have our convention coming up on uh, Sunday the twenty fourth, so make sure you go check out uh, the website and if you want to get involved with that, uh, certainly. And uh, y- you know, we we need people. Uh, to get involved with the policy, uh, the party to to fight for liberty in the state of Rhode Island, we need volunteers. We need people to take this seriously and, and fight back against all the craziness that we're talking about right now. Yeah, and in conjunction with that, if you are interested in starting up like a, a liberty-based organization or you know some kind of policy initiative, um, contact us at the Rhode Island Liberty Alliance so we can help you get set set up with websites and email addresses and newsletters and all that type of stuff. So that's you know that's why that exists. So. Um, Regardless of the interest you have, and if you want to, f- what front you want to fight against the state, <laughs> we've got we've got solutions to help you out. Yeah. So, so, so on that note, um, if you want to contact us, how do you, how do you contact us? Right, Rhode Island Liberty, uh, <laughs> sorry, LibertyRI.com slash connect. 
you can uh, go there and that's where all of our links to social media as well as um, uh, contact uh, form is. You can shoot us an email and uh, get in touch with us, ask us any questions, any ideas for future episodes, stuff you want to hear us talk about, certainly contact us. Of course, you can, you know, connect with us, connect the the podcast on all the the various podcatchers and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all that, all that stuff. So certainly reach out and um, contact us there. Sounds good. Yeah. Until until (laughs) next time. Yeah. Hopefully there is a next time. Talk to to y'all later. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Rhode Island Liberty Report. Be sure to check us out at libertyri.com.